This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Hey everyone, Matt Straub welcoming you to the Roto World Fantasy Basketball Podcast. It is Tuesday, September 15th. We're going to be looking at some big names that have caught our attention recently in the NBA playoffs as we look ahead to the Nuggets Clippers Game 7, as we look ahead to the Eastern Conference Finals, the Celtics against the Heat, as we record this on a rare day with no playoff basketball. We're recording this on Monday. A strange feeling with no games on the NBA schedule as I welcome in my cohort, Steve Alexander. Steve, how are you? Uh, licking a lot of uh, fantasy football wounds right now, Matt. <laughs> it's painful, right? It's like, oh, we want football back. We can't wait to have football back. It's just so exciting. It's here. And then it's like immediate agony. <laughs> yeah, I, I, uh, I mean, I feel pretty pretty good about the the squads I drafted, but um, did not perform very well. Uh, mm. I got beat by Lisa Ann. Oh, yes. Yes, you've mentioned Lisa Ann before, I believe, on the podcast. Yes, I believe I play Lisa Ann the first week of each season in this, this league we're in together. And after the first quarter of the early games, we were projected to, to pretty much be tied, feeling pretty good, and then... I don't know who somebody on her team just went nuts and I was done. What's your, do you have one lineup decision that is really standing out to you that you really regret, whether it's in a season long league or DFS and and what's your biggest regret from week one? I really don't have any regrets. I mean, I I think I played, I think I played the right guys. They just, they just did not, didn't really perform. That's almost more unsettling, isn't it? (laughs) Because I left Aaron Rodgers and his 31 points on my bench in one league and like I can kick myself for that, but at least, it's nice to at least have the points on the bench. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like Pat Mahomes is my quarterback in a two quarterback deal, and uh, I had him and Drew Brees. You know, I can't complain about that, but they they didn't set the world on fire. Uh, your Atlanta Falcons, oh my goodness, oh boy, oh boy, <laughs> oh boy. It's, it's torture, it's yeah, torture. Oh I that had Brady Brees, Brady and Brees. Uh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna read too much into Week One with no preseason games, but Wow, they looked rough. <laughs> the Buccaneers uh, were a little that was that was rough, and and my son has Gronk on one of his teams. I have Gronk on one of mine, and that was that was not good. I mean, I think there's a chance we end up looking back on Week One, and we're going to talk about basketball in just a second here. But <laughs> looking back on this and just saying, wow, a lot of that stuff we saw was kind of a fluke. But I do think some of it was. Not a mirage, but I think with some of these teams, we'll see them look a lot better in the weeks ahead. So, again, don't want to read too much into it. am terribly alarmed about the Falcons, though, and I'll just leave it at that. And then Saturday was a full day of, of kid baseball. Uh, oh, man. And that, that was rough. I love being out of the baseball field, but after so many years of just doing, doing it every Saturday, it just starts to, to wear you down. I can believe that. Yeah. I can believe Other that. Other than that, I'm good, man. 
Okay, well let's <laughs> let's get into this. We want to talk about a guy as again as we're looking ahead to Game Seven of the Nuggets and the Clippers. One player we haven't talked about a ton from Denver, the Denver side of things, is Nikola Jokic. We've talked a lot of Jamal Murray in recent weeks, but I want to just talk Jokic, Steve, because his playoff performance has been somewhat outrageous. It starts off against Utah, opening round, 26.3 points, 8.1 boards, 5.4 dimes. Not a lot of defensive stats, but that's okay. We don't necessarily expect a lot of that from Jokic. Also added in 3.13 pointers against the Jazz. Against the Clippers, he's taking it up a notch, 25.8 points, 12.0 rebounds per game, 5.5 assists, 1.2 blocks, and 2.5 threes. Overall, that's basically 26 points per game, 10 boards, 5.5 assists, 0.8 blocks, 2.8 threes. And the three-point shooting has just gotten serious for Jokic. He's 46.3% from downtown in the playoff bubble. What are your thoughts on this pretty masterful performance we've seen from Jokic? Well, and if you look at the highlights from Sunday's game, it, it's amazing. Like, he just took over in that second half. And that, that game was a tale of two halves. It looked like the game was over. You know, Clippers were up big at halftime. And then the Nuggets the Nuggets won the third quarter, like, 30-16. to 16, And they won the fourth quarter, 34-19, to 19, to win by, like, 13 points. So that was a, an outrageous performance from Jokic and, and the some of the shots he was hitting, he was just sort of like falling down and throwing it up and everything was going in. Like he, he was in the zone, as they say. And it's hard to overstate the importance of that win. Obviously, that was an elimination game for them. Now we've got a, a classic game seven. The Clippers, I think, are most people's favorites to win it all, or at least they were for a minute. And now they may not even get to play the Lakers. It's wild. In the Western Conference Finals. For me with Jokic, I think one of my overarching thoughts is I would love to see this guy come into a season looking like he looks right now. We've had these kind of like weird sluggish starts for Jokic the past couple of years where it's like he'll get it going, you know, he's had these these early season slumps where we kind of have to weather through it. It would be nice to just see him come out and just just crush like he has been right at the start of the season. Not to say he hasn't had big games, but but each of the last two, you know, October, November, there have just been these single-digit duds where we say, oh, well, Jokic is going to figure it out. Don't worry. He does. But for a guy that you're taking so early in fantasy drafts, I would love to see him hit the ground running one of these seasons instead of kind of slowly working his way into it. And that that's actually a really good point because, you know, when you draft LeBron James or you draft Anthony Davis, you don't have those – you don't have those games – you just don't get those games from most superstars. And Jokic is basically, at this point, a fantasy superstar. But he, I totally agree with you, man. There's times, especially early in the season, when you're like, oh, man, what's happening? And yeah. it just takes him a minute to get going, I guess. But hopefully him and Jamal Murray both have learned and grown a ton from this postseason. I kind of feel like they have. And hopefully, hopefully they'll just come out on fire uh, in the new season. Well, again, Jokic feels like he's been around a while, still just 25 years old. So his best season, certainly season or season certainly could be ahead of him. And a key ingredient that would be a not slow start. Uh, Let's move on, Steve, to 
Jalen Brown of the Celtics, another guy who we really haven't talked about much since the playoffs started, since the NBA restarted, but he's been playing well enough to warrant a discussion here against Philly in their sweep of Philly, 21 and a half points, 5.8 boards, 2.5 dimes, 1.0 steals, 2.5 three-pointers, and at 91.7% of his free throws. This is a guy who hasn't been a terrific free throw shooter, so that's notable. Against the Raptors, he goes for 20.7 points, 8.7 rebounds, 1.7 dimes, 1.9 steals, 0.9 blocks, 2.3 three-pointers, all while hitting 86.4% from the free throw line. Now, for the season, he made a big leap this year. His points went up from 13 per game to 20.3. He added 6.4 boards, 2.1 dimes, 1.1 steals, 2.3 threes in this big breakout career season. Doesn't turn 24 until October, which, wait, it's coming up soon. (laughs) Uh, But this is a guy, Steve, who I look at and think Brown could just be scratching the surface and could have a massive season next year. Yeah, and it's it's. I'm glad you you brought him up because everybody talks about Jason Tatum on that team, and uh, I feel like Jalen Brown gets overlooked, probably for good reason in the past. But I mean, he's playing really well in these playoffs. He's had a really good season. The Celtics kind of have it on cruise control right now, and they they're going to face the Heat tonight. They are Tuesday night, game one. Well done, and that that's going to be a really epic showdown I think it's going to be a really good series and Jalen Brown is going to have to play a bit a big part of that so but yeah I I just think Brown is getting overlooked overshadowed a lot by all the the Jason Tatum love and I think Brown Jalen Brown likely will be a popular fantasy pick for a lot of people next season but he might be a player that I'm willing to even reach for a little bit just because I think you know again he could just be climbing toward his ceiling and Average 20.3 points per game this year. I, I expect that to improve. Even if it improves by like a couple points per game, you're looking at a guy averaging like 22 points, maybe seven boards, gets you steals, gets you threes, gets you a couple assists. And if the percentages are going to improve, the free throw is going to improve. He's going to be a fantasy player without a lot of weaknesses. I don't know that he will have enough hype around him that you'll have to overspend for him. I have a feeling he'll go exactly where he, he should go in drafts, which mm-hmm. should be... A good thing, unless unless we suddenly or someone starts really hyping him up, you know, in the off season and the preseason, I have a feeling he'll he'll get drafted right where he should. So I don't I don't feel like he's even going to be a risky pick when you take him. He was a top seventy player this season before the season shut down, and again, a big factor holding him back is that seventy three point six percent from the line. But he's shown in the playoffs he could potentially creep into the eighties, which I think would give him a big boost, and he's worth. For me, he's a top 50 guy at worst this upcoming season. Yeah. The all-new Roto-World Premium subscription package has the tools and resources to help you dominate your fantasy leagues across all sports from draft to playoffs. Plus, get free access to our brand-new sports betting tools from now to September 28th. As a listener of the Roto-World Fantasy Basketball Podcast, get $10 off any annual subscription to Roto-World Premium. To find your edge, visit rotoworld.com slash edge using the promo code BKPOD10 at checkout. I lobbied to see if we could be BK Pod One, Steve, but we're BK Pod Ten. You know, <laughs> <laughs> others were taken. What's uh, up with that? That's ridiculous. <laughs> uh, Steve, before we get out of here, I just want to talk about a couple guys for the Lakers as they await the winner of, of Clippers Nuggets. The big two for the Lakers, we really haven't talked about a lot either. And let's start with LeBron James, Steve. Uh, you mentioned him earlier. 
I expect nothing less, I guess, but it's just, it, I still marvel at, at just how dominant he's been in these playoffs at his age. 26.6 points, 10.3 boards, 8.8 assists, 1.6 steals, 1.1 blocks, 2.33 pointers. I mean, he's just absolutely crushing. I, I worry so much about drafting people in fantasy when they get, you know, into their early 30s, let alone mid 30s, but no signs of slowing down at all for LeBron. No concerns for me drafting him next season and then i'll throw in anthony davis and let you comment on both of them he's been just a complete beast in the playoffs as well 27.6 points 10.9 boards 4.1 dimes 1.1 steals 1.5 blocks 0.9 threes at the start of the playoffs i was saying how thin i thought the lakers looked uh, beyond lebron and anthony davis and i mean to some extent it's still true and if they're gonna play this well it just doesn't matter yeah i mean it's it's pretty frightening uh, what they're doing. Uh, LeBron's turnovers are obviously a concern. His free throw shooting, actually the whole Lakers free throw shooting hasn't been exactly stellar in the playoffs, but again, I don't think it matters. As long as AD and LeBron are out there, which, thanks Lakers for putting them on the injury report every single day of the entire season. That that, that creates so much extra work for us to like put a guy on and take a guy off, and it, it's... I'm whining about it, but, but they've been probable literally almost every day of the season and every day of the playoffs, which is kind of kind of hilarious because uh, you know they're going to play. They're never really in jeopardy of of not playing, especially in these playoff games. So, but yeah, what LeBron? You know, there's times where I feel like he's not scoring that much, but then you look at his he's averaging almost 27 points a game in the playoffs, and that it's unbelievable that he's been doing this for as long as any of us can remember and he's he's still almost averaging a triple double you got anthony davis tons of rebounds tons of points defense is there he'll hit the three occasionally and the year of mamba i, I still think the lakers are gonna win it all lebron by the way those turnovers that you referenced 4.6 per game in the playoffs but i think with the rest of that stat line obviously no complaints the lakers are eight and two in the playoffs dropped game one against portland dropped game one against houston and then woke up in both series and and got very serious <laughs> yeah and i wonder how many fantasy outlets or portals are actually counting turnovers to the point where it would hurt you because it, you know in FanDuel and DraftKings they hurt but they don't kill you but i, I just yeah. w- wonder if there's other you know fantasy playoff leagues out there like a like a roto league where you could like get a one in uh turnovers i just doubt anybody's that into it right now shout out to all the people who are playing fantasy roto leagues for the playoffs <laughs> right now i've done i've done playoff leagues before where you draft and all that it's pretty fun but it does it requires an extra level of commitment to organize after what's already been a long season it's a lot easier to just fire up a dfs lineup. yeah you've got like <laughs> one day one day to do your research and put your draft and league together it's, it's yeah exactly All right, Steve, anything else for you before we hit the road? I am going to enjoy Monday night with Mm -hmm. no basketball. I'm going to watch baseball, and I'm going to watch football, Mm -hmm. and then I'm going all in on Tuesday night. I'm going to watch both basketball games, going to write them up, going to hit the daily dose, all of it. We're going all in on Tuesday, Matt, tonight. I love it. Yeah. Well, tonight, tonight, 
uh, as we continue to shift back and forth between days. Yeah, well, we'll look forward to talking about all of that with you when we return on Friday. In the meantime, don't forget to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen. Take a second to rate and review our show as well. We would appreciate that. Thanks again to all of you for listening. Steve, thanks for taking the time. We'll talk to you soon. I'm going to go plug in my fridge. (laughs) You beat me to it. (laughs) Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.